his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, BBD, and Carlos Correa is a San Francisco Giant to the tune of 13 for 350. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, One, good for Carlos Correa. A lot of people assume Yankees, Astros, all that stuff, you know, at at a certain point, being sports fans and being adults, there's more of an overlap than being on the playground and hating Carlos Correa forever. Uh, good for Carlos Correa. He had a really weird free agency. Uh, we heard from a lot of teams that it was because of his back. They were worried about that last year. Then he had his whole thing with his agency. Do you remember that? I think he was with... He was with an agency that he was their first baseball agent or something last year. Yeah, like they were that? they were breaking into the baseball space, player space. And that didn't go cleanly. And I, I think lockout, everything tied to it. Uh, that Carlos Correa, he ended up with a one... <laughs> it wasn't a one-year deal with the Twins. It was a multiple-year deal with opt-outs, which I want to get to those uh, in a little bit for the Twins. He ends up opting out. After not having a world-beating year, but he looked like Carlos Correa, um, you know, he missed he missed a little bit of the season, and then he, he was off to a slower stat, stat, stat. He ended up in a good place. I mean, a five-and-a-half war season, um, 136 games, an 834 OPS. Uh, I mean, his second-highest OPS plus uh, in a season. So he cashes in in this First year of the CBA free agency, Trey Turner got the 11 for 300. Um, we saw what Judge did, uh, and we know the Giants were in on that. And they go out and get their star player, and good for them. Good for them. The San Francisco Giants, uh, you know, they've kind of been this, I don't want to say a team without an identity. They're, they won 108 games or whatever it was, and it was kind of everyone contributed. Brandon Crawford had a sneaky, massive year that year that everyone kind of moved past. Uh, but the Sam got the daisy. Right. Uh, the San Francisco Giants get their star player, an organization that's had a history of star players. Uh, if you want to go Posey, Bonds, um, if you want to go Willie Mays before that. Um, and, I mean, San Francisco, what that sports market has just turned into in the past 10 years, 20 years, Silicon Valley, Golden State Warriors, Niners. Uh, Carlos Correa joins that. Interested to see what else they do earlier on this offseason. They they brought back Jack Peterson on the qualifying offer. Mitch Hanniger, they signed him. Uh, so, so what does that do? You guys know I like the effect of baseball when you add a guy to your bullpen and your eighth inning guy becomes your seventh inning guy. The same thing goes for a lineup. When your fifth hitter becomes your sixth hitter and everything gets one step harder, that can have an effect on the team. I have no idea what it means for the San Francisco Giants currently. Uh, you 
arguably won't find a media person who's a bigger Tyro Strada fan than me. Hmm. Linked on to that one earlier. He's listed as their leadoff hitter right now uh, as a second baseman, and it shouldn't be looked at as that because they do all sorts of stuff. Right now, Wilmer Flores and Tommy Lestella are on their bench, and those are two guys that, if they can have nice years, would, would play a lot for them. So they have their own recipe. They have their own sauce. I guess part of me is rooting for it with Carlos Correa, um, knowing what the Padres are doing, knowing what the Dodgers are. You're not going to be able to buy into this un- until they show that that one year was not the outlier. But uh, if you're a Giants fan, let's see what else is out there. I mean, they signed Sean Manai and Ross Stripling, who feel like almost a lefty and righty version of each other. Um, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, and then Logan Webb. I really like Logan Webb. I mean, going back to that postseason where he first hit the scene, he was awesome. He's he's a true dude. He's going to be 26. Alex Cobb is 35. Manaya had a really, really bad second half to last season. Stripling ends up having a really nice year. So, hey, yeah. uh, maybe they can put a little giant sauce on him. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, what does it mean in the NL West? As of right now, I don't think much. I, I think the Padres are making significant moves. They got their taste of the postseason. They want to run it back. Uh, and by the way, they just brought in Bogarts, and Soto didn't play great for them last year. So Tatis will be back. Like, you know, you start doing all of those things compared to Correa and Mitch Haniger when, you know, you got beat by eight teams by, by the other guy last year. And never mind the Dodgers that beat you by 30 games. I know they haven't done anything, but that's okay. 30 games is a lot of games. And uh, I think that does partially transition... Uh, into, I mean, it, there, there's not much hot takes to be had about it. If anyone's hopping on and saying this is a horrible contract, shut your butt a little bit. I mean, they, they get Carlos Correa. The Giants have at least a game plan after losing out on Judge. Um, and, I mean, it's a 13-year deal. It's, it's a long-term play yeah. inherently. And by they, the uh, way, Correa might pan out better than everyone else. Like, he, he doesn't rely on speed. Um, he's younger than those other guys. He's 28. Like his, uh, if his back holds up and, and baseball just plays out, if all things are equal and, and judge plays and gets old and Trey Turner plays and gets old and Bogarts like the Correa, (laughs) Correa contract has a chance to be the best of all the big ones we saw. Um, enough younger than kind of everyone else. They, if they get some other kid comes up, can pick it at short, can move Correa a year early to third and I mean he perfectly pans out as a third baseman. I, I mean the arm strength that some of the A Rod comps that people like to do with him and Correa and you know how funny was the Carlos Correa Mets era last night for <laughs> an hour. Um I mean talk about when are we gonna stop taking the bait? Uh it's just we never know, right? It's it's kind of the beauty uh, of it. Just enough of these do happen. Right? The the Mets have been happening. It it was happening fast and there's a couple Couple good baseball names attached to it, and you know maybe that got Carlos Correa another couple extra million on top of it. Um, he uh, and you know on the defense, obviously his back has been somewhat of a concern as long term, but he's been one of the main like most outspoken players about like oh I'm excited for the shift to go away. I can go like make plays again. Like yeah, I, I think I think he's gonna be fine. Platt. 
Platinum glove at shortstop. The arm strength is incredible. You forget that. Like, now we see these top prospects that are... I think some of them are getting called up this year, but these shortstops that have the rocket arms, we saw Neil Cruz get called up. I mean, Correa kind of started that. I think the those other guys are on a different level. Mason Wynn, I believe, is the Cardinals prospect that throws it like 103 across the diamond. Um, and by the way, Carlos Correa, his bat, which... Um, you know, 2019 and 2017 were the juicy ball seasons, and those were two of his better seasons. Uh, 2018 and 2020, there was, well, 2020 was the shortened season, so he plays 58 games, but he wasn't great. He had a 709 OPS. I mean, you know, kind of easily his worst year. 2018, banged up, 728 OPS. That, I, I don't know. I think there were more questions around Carlos Correa's true hitting than there should be. Um, I mean, a lot of natural pop, that gets better with age. The plate discipline, better than, than I thought. I mean, the, the since 2019, he's a 281, 360, 840 OPS player. Um, and last year, he was better than all of those in a year when hitting was down. Um, and, you know, baseball, we can find a lot of excuses really easily. This is his first year on the Twins. Um, like, new... New ballpark, new pitchers, all of that. That a lot of times we give guys outs for that. Jesse Winker on the Brewers. I, I've been giving him a lot of outs for being doing one year in Seattle. Uh, Correa killed it there. He's got power to all parts of the park. The opposite field homers in San Francisco might might be tough, um, but he's gonna hit. He's gonna play defense. I'm interested to see the vibe check. Uh, Gabe Kapler, cool guy, San Francisco. Correa, uh, you know, I mean, he uh, that Dior quote at the end of the season and all the Astros history. Again, I've I've recently I've given him a lot more of a pass for that because again, I mean, 20, 2017, he's twenty two years old. Twenty nineteen, he's twenty four. Um, so a lot of that stuff goes back to a time when you can easily label him as a young dude. Um, Giants, let's see if they do anything else. It, it's also funny. I mean, Joey Bart was a number two pick in the draft, like top prospect. He's the the luster has run out on him a little bit. He could easily, if he has a big April, that's someone you're like, oh, nice. Especially for, for a catcher. Wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world for the next two years. He figures it out. Figure something out. And then, yeah, they, they just have a ton of coin flip flavor, flavors. Excuse me. Got those two. Um, J.D. Davis, will, will he ever put it together for a season? Uh, Wilmer Flores kind of has, but he's old and not sexy. Tommy LaStella, it feels like sometimes he's awesome, but he's often out. Um, Yastrzemski, I, I, you know. Lamont Wade Jr., late night Lamont. Uh, I think we made shirts that were similar to a, a player on San Francisco of that. Uh, that wore off pretty fast. Let's see what else the Giants do. I, I think the... The other thing that ties into this significantly is now it's down to Dansby. Um, Dansby is a really interesting case study amongst big free agents. Uh, like BBD mentioned, uh, all JM team at Brandon Crawford a couple years ago. Dansby. Dansby took it from Lindor and Trey Turner. Dansby was that guy last year. Six and a half war. Better than Turner. Better than Bogarts. Better than Correa. Like, Dansby Swanson last year was awesome, and this is where projecting baseball gets really interesting because everyone's worried about Dansby's arm strength. 
Everyone. Um, and there's a timing to baseball, and I could try to chop up the numbers, but, you know, I, I don't think Eno Saris will be offended when I say it. it Eno Saris was like, that, that arm strength, I, I don't think that plays in a, in a couple years. Or how many years does it play? Because I think it was second worst. Isn't it him and IKF? I, I feel like that Something was a, like that. That was a that was a John Boy Eno Saris moment as we took our Uber to the airport mm. and then Eno left his laptop, so he had to go right back. Um, that was a little winter meetings tale. Um, Dansby Swanson was awesome last year. Um, he was projected. So Xander Bogarts, and again, roster resource Fangraphs projections. Everything has been low. Do with them what you want. It's just a it's a concept and extrapolate it how you want. Xander Bogarts was expected to get six years one sixty eight. He got eleven for two eighty. Dansby was expected to get six for one forty one. So basically what that was was I think people aren't as sure how long Dansby's gonna be able to stick at shortstop. His move probably looks like second base if your arm is doing that. It's just a question, what along the timeline? Xander Bogarts was projected to get a little more money. He's, A, going to play shortstop for the Padres, which is a little funny because he's probably not the best shortstop (laughs) amongst the crew. Um, And then he's going to have to move off that position, but his bat has a track record and seems like it's going to translate more. Where Dansby's feels like it toes a tighter line. Um, In recent years, Dansby has been better. Um... You know, 277, 329, 776 OPS. I mean, that's not super flashy. I mean, last year, he technically had a 90... The year before that, he had a 99 OPS plus. So, uh, and in 2020, he hit 60 games, got some MVP votes. He got MVP votes last year. He won the gold glove last year. So that's the part everyone's talking about his arm strength, which, by the way, is something I feel like you can kind of work on. Like, you know, I, I know I know it goes away and we see pitchers get older, but you know, consistently making a hard throw from shortstop, I, I think I think you can make more of a conscientious effort to do that. And by the way, we're so held up on that second to last arm strength number with Dansby, because that doesn't project well. With that, he won the gold glove. So I guess I'm not as phased by it by a lot of people because Especially as shifts go away, similar to what we said with Correa. Like, he does that part better than anybody because even with the arm strength, he's still overall, we think the best. I don't watch him every day. but Right. I mean, in the postseason it plays. That final series versus the Mets in the regular season it played. Like, uh, he won the gold glove. And, I, hey, gold glove, that's another conversation as yeah. well, but there's still something there. Um, Dansby Swanson, he played... He led the NL in games played in 2021. He led the NL in games played in 2022. All of them at short. All of them at short. He won the gold glove last year. If his arm strength, if he works on that a little bit in the next couple years, even before, you know, 33 starts getting old like me, that plays. If it stays the same, that played. He won the gold glove this year. Um, I think the bat is a little more scary, but that being said... His at-bats in Atlanta, he's played in big games. That Mets series, he dominated at the end. Maybe there's flair to it. Maybe it's lucky timing. Maybe he's gotten better 
you know, his his numbers from age 26 to 28 are a lot better than his age 23 to 25. So maybe he's improved and, and made a leap offensively. Um, I do think the scary part with these long contracts, all of these guys offensively are going to go downhill at some point. They have to. They have to. Trey Turner's speed and contact at some point will go downhill. Judge's contact and speed will go downhill. Correa, same thing. Dansby, when he takes that step down, and that's what teams have to be debating, if Dansby holds up through 34, I mean, you know, you're still talking about five, six years of really high-end baseball, which, by the way, that's all these contracts are. Bogarts, you're hoping to get five, six good years out of him. Same with Judge. You know a decline is coming. For Dansby, once that decline hits, I mean, the offense, he's a career OPS plus of 95. It has gotten better recently, and I think you do have to throw out some of the old numbers. But when it does go, his is going to go quicker. And then you're going to be paying what? Second baseman Dansby Swanson, $28.5 million or whatever it comes out to. I'm interested to see how the bidding process goes because there's also big teams in this. The Dodgers haven't made a move. Gavin Lux is their starting shortstop as of right now. Do they believe in that? I don't know. The Chicago Cubs were supposedly in on the shortstop market, and they still need help if they want to make an impact. Dansby's hanging out there. I've thought Boston should get involved. They have not. Uh, Will they join the party at all? The Atlanta Braves, where Dansby came from. I don't know. Do they believe in Vaughn Grisham? We've done that debate. I don't know. You just believe in whatever the Braves do. And then you hate to throw, because there's a guy in baseball who's ruined this term, the mystery team. Is it the Twins, who supposedly they offered 280 for Correa? So if you're willing to offer 280 for Correa, we just did some of the Bogarts turkey math. Do you offer... 200 you know, to Dansby? 220, 225 for Dansby? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And do they like Dansby? Or where does everyone register with him? I'm wondering if this is going to drag on. Um, we know Dansby just got married. Congratulations. Um, I'm very curious to see if we get the Dansby snowball momentum in the next week because these teams are fighting over him because it's a couple big boy teams that still need a fix. Or is everyone going to start looking into every other option? Because um, we, we always see that, right? Like, there's usually one or two free agents that, that linger. And Dansby's had some question marks. If I had to bet, I don't think he's going to linger. I think one of those teams is going to make their move. He was the best shortstop in the National League last year. That's an honest opinion. Um, now, if I was picking shortstops for the next couple years, yeah, I'd probably take some some Lindors or Trey Turners or whoever it is. But last year, I think he was the best shortstop. Who is going to make the move on him? Will our Yanks get Rodon? Stay tuned to this. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Wake and Jake. Talking baseball, we've got another one of those coming up in a little bit. Uh, and on here, we'll be circling back on all the transactions, just like Talking Baseball too. Um, but for now, let's go to the weekend of football. I will be enjoying this weekend of football. I didn't get to fully enjoy it last weekend. Um, and this is a big one, BBD. You know why? Why's that? 
Saturday games. Oh, those are beginning. The first weekend of Saturday games as the college football slate goes towards bowl season and all that. The NFL takes advantage. Uh, but first, we started on Thursday. Niners, Seahawks. Niners only three-point favorites on the road to the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks, little bit of a tailspin. Uh, they've lost three of their last four. They lost to the Bucks, the Raiders, and the Panthers. You, the game they won was against the Rams. This was pre-Baker and the Rams. Uh, so, we're starting to find out the Seahawks maybe are who we thought they were a little bit. Um, man, yeah, they haven't, they haven't had an impressive win in a little while. Sorry, Giants fans. Uh, probably the Chargers the week before that. Seahawks are coming back to earth. The Niners are fully rolling. It's a Thursday game. The offense have been dead in that, uh, in the way the Niners' defense has been playing. Over-unders, 43.5. Give me the under. Probably give me the Niners, too, as they try to get to 10-4 and four and join, kind of fully become part of the elite in the NFL this year. So that takes us to the Saturday slate. Colts, Vikings, not really. I didn't want to give it a hard no because it's Saturday football uh, and Minnesota is is kind of reeling and needs a win. Colts, how quickly did it go from should every should everybody hire a Jeff Saturday type? Does this work? Uh, they ended up losing that Eagles games. They lost to the Steelers and then they got blown out by the Cowboys, fifty four to nineteen. Let's see what kind of fight they have left. I mean, they are losers of six out of seven. Uh, and this might be the perfect get-right game at home for the Vikings. Ravens-Browns. Cleveland Browns are 5-8, and eight, hosting the 9-4 and four Ravens. And the Cleveland Browns are three-point favorites. Uh, Deshaun Watson's third game back. Let's see if he can look a little better about it. Um, and yeah, still no Lamar, I believe, and that's part of the reason that spread is like that. Let me double-check. Um... Hunt, Lamar out and Huntley limited. So that line starts to make a little more sense for you. Uh, and then the night game, my Dolphins take on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Looks like we got 32 degrees and I see a raindrop on there. Give me a little snow. Uh, I don't, I don't know. You guys don't need me to dive into this one. Uh, Dolphins. The last three games they won were Bears, Lions, Vikings. Or, excuse me, Texans, Browns, Bears. That Lions win, actually looking a little better. Texans, Browns, Bears are their last three wins. They just lost to the Chargers and the Niners, and now they go to the Bills. Um, yeah, you know where I stand on that. Uh, Bills, seven-and-a-half-point favorites up in Orchard Park this beautiful Saturday. All right. So, but you're still going to want to watch that game. That's good entertainment. So, you know, if you're planning out your Saturday, maybe leave that 8.15 open. Grab a daiquiri with friends. The other two, I think you can miss those. Eagles, Bears, no. Eagles, nine-point favorites on the road. Uh, Falcons, Saints. <laughs> I mean, no, but that game has division meaning? There's somehow implications there. My God. Uh, Saints are four-point favorites at home. The four and nine Saints and the five and eight Falcons. Still no. I guess tell me what happens. Lions, Jets. This is one we got excited about 
last weekend. Uh, the six and seven Lions, who are rolling the seven six Jets, uh, in the in MetLife, the Meadowlands. Even pick them. Who do you think's gonna win? The Lions, who are rolling, uh, they've won five out of six. The only loss is three points on Thanksgiving to the Bills. Otherwise, they beat Vikes. Jags, that Jaguars win kind of looks incredible now after what they've been doing. The G-Men, Bears, Packers. Man, I told you last weekend I want to tune into that game. I'll tell you this weekend I want to tune into that game. Um, I Still in a little bit of shock that a Lions-Jets game means what it does. That's at 1 p.m. And let's see, Mike White, he got beat up last week. It became like an internet meme with how much he got beat up. Is he going to be able to play? If not, does Flacco, Wilson get involved? Hopefully Mike White's good. And, man, a good Lions-Jets game in December. That's that's once in a blue moon in this lifetime. <laughs> oh, my God. Pittsburgh, Carolina. Um, kindly, no. Um, I guess if you're rooting for chaos in this NFL season, root yourself for some Panthers. Because, um, again, that division is still up for play. But it's tough to watch that football game. Cowboys-Jaguars. Ooh! I'll be interested in that. Jaguars. 10-3 and three Cowboys. The 5-8 and eight Jaguars. I know. I, they're my wish-you-had-one-more-win team. But uh, they beat the Titans in Tennessee. 36-22. I mean, beat on them good. They beat the Ravens two weeks before that. Their last two losses are to the Chiefs and to the Lions, who, again, not your father's Lions the way they've been playing recently. Uh, let's see it, Jaguars. Evan Ingram with the huge week last week. Will he run it back? History has told me with Evan Ingram he will not. Um Dallas, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Hey, maybe maybe the Trevor Lawrence hype train can fully leave the station if, if he can take down them Cowboys. Chiefs, Texans, no. No. Patriots, Raiders, also a no from me, man. I, I know the Patriots are seven and six, and then in the mix, rhymed. Um, McDaniels, Belichick, so there's some fun stuff there. The Raiders just kind of full-blown lost me last week. Um, literally in fantasy and the rest of the season, Derek Carr. Um, not going to hold on to that forever. That's And that starts at 4 o'clock slate. So let's see what else we have for Chargers, Titans. Titans, they're in a little bit of a tailspin. They're losing to the Jaguars there. And the Chargers, they get that big win over Miami. Give me the Herbert and Chargers hype train again. Remember when Herbert was my guy guy and I was talking about him a lot? That kind of went quiet since that rib game where he was just literally holding his rib and, like, throwing passes um, out of bounds, and then he made that one nice one against the Chiefs. Get the Chargers hype train going because they have had the, they have the talent. They were injured earlier. Give me that. Bengals, Buccaneers in Tampa. Burrow and Tom, that's fun. We like that. Um, did you see the clip of everyone dapping up Tom Brady? Um Coming off the field it. of the Niners game. It was pretty cool. It was one of those things that was kind of 
You're also doing like it's a little weird that Tom Brady has to do this every game. Like literally everyone was coming up to him and like, it's awesome to play with you, dog. Like you're, can I take a picture? And you're like, that's kind of weird playing football and banging like that. The part that was cool was it was Brock Purdy. So Brock Purdy and Tom dapped up at the end and Tom was like, play great, dude. Nice. Pretty cool if you're Brock Purdy. Nobody was talking about you a couple days ago and now you're getting, you're getting here. love from the GOAT. Um, by the way, if you're keeping track at home, I'll take some of the Brock Purdy stock. That's That was like one of the hot debates this week coming off of last week is you'd buying into Brock Purdy? Sure. I'm buying into his skill positions. I'm buying into Shanahan. And why not? Why not believe? Um, part. Yeah. Chargers, take care of business on the Titans and I'll start talking about you more. Bengals, Bucks. Bengals, nine and four. Bucks, six and seven. Again, you know about that Buccaneers division. So that game means something to them. Bengals, um, they are winners of five straight. This will be a fun NFL one because, in theory, the Bengals should roll this game, but a three-and-a-half-point spread tells me um, Buccaneers coming home after that San Francisco whooping, they might have something. And then your Sunday night game. I didn't realize this, Biebs. Your G-men against the Washington football game, the run it back. Got flexed. How about that? Seven, five, and one, seven, five, and one. Sheesh. So this is massive, right? Kinda. Because whoever wins this has like tiebreakers and shit. <clears throat> Tiebreaker. Wow. Tied last time. Wow. After they tied in the Meadowlands, uh, man, Danny Dimes and Heineke, like we talked about, the commanders with the bye week. You know, everything Everything I know about football and game prep and tape and health <laughs> says the commander should do this. Uh, let's see what the gritty Giants and Dable and Jones, Barkley, you might get you might get some trick plays in this one. Anything to win. Give the, goal, give the ball to Saquon 35 times and see if he can have his moment. It feels like we've been waiting for that for a couple games now. I said that with the the Cowboys on on Turkey Day. Um you got rolled up on a by the Eagles. You kind of expected that. Doesn't matter. This game does. Uh man, so how about an NFL Sunday where there's a big Jets game at 1 and a big Giants game at night. That's <laughs> I mean, how rare that is is insane. Rams Packers play on Monday. Who? Oh. <clears throat> they were excited about that one when they made the schedule preseason. Yeah. How how the tides have changed. So, we'll check out Thursday night. Why not? We like sports with your Niners and Seahawks. Saturday, you don't need the day games, but if you do, it's football. Why not enjoy it? But Dolphins-Bills should be some fun at night. Bills did lose Von Miller, uh, torn ACL. So, we'll see if that affects the defense. They have a ton of D-linemen. It shouldn't hurt them as much as... That sentence normally would say. But you got a good Saturday night one if you're out. Oh, I miss Broncos Cardinals. Whoops. Sunday, 1 p.m., Lions-Jets. If you're there for it, hopefully that Jags-Cowboys game can be sneaky-sneaky. 425, uh, I want to drink Chargers Kool-Aid, but you're going to tune in to Tom and Joe Burrow. That's just fun. That's the, that's the NFL's version of fun. Let's see what those guys got. And then maybe, 
I know this is a corny saying, and I, I use it too much, and I actually, some blitzball stuff we have upcoming, I, I feel like I was saying it too much. Maybe one of the first playoff games of the year, Giants and Commanders. I mean. Losers kind of done. Losers in a tight spot. Uh, especially if it's the G-Men yeah. with at Vikings, Colts. At Eagles, which we've talked about, and we'll see if that game matters to the Eagles at all because that could change things. Um, and the Commanders, let's see. They have at Niners, which has now become one of the toughest games you could play, uh, versus Browns and versus Cowboys, and how much will that game mean to them? So, yeah, I think we might have our first playoff game of the season. Sunday night, flex Giants football team game, huh? Yeah. Didn't have that like in right mind. after the tie, they flexed it. <laughs> How about that? Uh, all right. So enjoy your football weekend. Uh, enjoy your sports weekend. Maybe we get another signing. Rodon Dansby, Bassett, some other guys signed. We'll circle up on all that another time. Thank you for listening. We love you. Have fun about it.